I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome to the Watch Men Say podcast. We're back to look back at last night's victory over Rotherham United and ahead to Saturday's, not Saturday's, Monday's trip to the Riverside Stadium to face Middlesbrough and the Tees Weir Derby, if you want to call it that. I'm joined as ever by Vienna's Tom Walsh. Hello, Matthew. How are you doing? I'm okay. I'm okay. How are you? How are, you? How are we? Um, I'm good. Basking in victory after a long day of arguing with people on Twitter. Mm, you will do that, yeah. Lots of arguing. I, I don't. I don't usually do it. It's just yesterday I got sucked in. Are you having a bad uh, day as well? I was yesterday, yeah. But I'm having yeah. an all right day today, so that's good. You don't need to contact any nearest stewards then. No, no, no. There'll be no announcement over the uh, tunnel. <laughs> Speaking of a man who w- loves to contact his nearest steward to move seats on frequent occasions, um, <laughs> Richard Easterbrook. Good afternoon, Richard. How are we? Hello, Matthew. I'm very, I'm very well, thank you. My my nearest steward collected my rubbish from under, underneath my chair last night. Was there oh, an right, announcement? That's... Was that what the announcement was for? I think it might have been. I brought in contraband, which I've which I've I've started doing. Oh, um, what have you been taking into the stadium? <laughs> nah. <I> brought... <laughs> <Yeah>. Fireworks. <laughs> I brought, brought in a Catherine wheel. <laughs> That'd be good. No, it would be. Um, no, I brought in. Um, right. In the, the interest of public safety, do not take fireworks yeah, do into football stadia of the United Kingdom. Don't do any of that. I, I just brought in a, a, a chilled coffee from the pound shop. You know how to do that. I don't. Th- I don't know if you are. It's a bit like the pictures, isn't it? You have to kind of like. Not really, no. It's like it's matching it. As in, like a can of coffee. Kind of an away yeah, end yeah. Of the pictures. Because well, I've had a coffee from the from the match before, and it was like brown water. It was awful. So, <laughs> yeah. and I really fancied yeah. the coffee. So, so. I, so I you went to the pound shop. It was on the way. Mm, right. Fair enough. Okay. Where'd yeah. be worse to sit in row three, the pictures or the match? Pictures. Yeah, pictures. Yeah, because mm, no. you just the pictures you just staring straight up, aren't you? Yeah, very <laughs> much like the match. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. If you got like, I always remember like if you're on like row one at Fratton Park, there's always like people are just like below the yeah. <laughs> below the pitch and they're just staring at like boot level. It's good view, <laughs> good view, like the Elsa. <laughs> yeah, mm. yeah. Right. Um, that's enough of that intro. That was good, wasn't it? Right. Yeah, um, good that. Good that. Well, what else was good was the match last night. Um, mm. Sunderland three, Rotherham United nil. A brace from Ross Stewart, and then a finely taken goal from Jack Clark. Um, yeah, Tom, it was uh, it was nice, wasn't it? It was. All our problems have been solved. I uh, do agree with this totally. Yeah. Obviously, the dawning of a. Uh, new-ish era by playing mm. the exact same team <laughs> in the exact same way uh, and getting an absolutely excellent result. And it was just a very enjoyable game of football. And as uh, we were discussing last night, what a contrast from the last time we played Rotherham or have played Rotherham the past few times. Um, yeah, everything, everything seemed to click. The second half performance was... Really, really encouraging, and yeah, I mean, what a, I mean, like Tony Mowbray said, he wasn't really responsible for anything that really happened out there. So all credit has to go to our good friend and friend of the pod, Michael Dodds. So yeah, it was wonderful. Jack, Jack Clark played 
possibly the one of the best games he's played for us. Ross Stewart again banging in two goals again. Like that's five in seven now. I just hope by the time we've left this pod, he hasn't been bought by Rangers or somebody. Yeah, hopefully there's not been an announcement over the tannoy saying that uh, he's been sold to Aston Villa and needs to con- his immediate his uh, nearest to it immediately. Um, a, I was going to say that we should we should uh, say about this pod we're recording while the transfer window is still on open, so this could be the most out the quickest out of date pod you'll ever listen to. That's very much what we're hoping for. Yeah, um, I would say, um, Richard. Um, Enjoy it last night then? I thought it was about the most accomplished performance we've had for a long time. Yeah, it's it's funny no, that we're not, like... You sound naughty, you sound... No, no, it's, it's just funny that, that we've we've, we've kind of like played our, probably our best game against Rotherham, hmm. you know, since since we've both been kind of down at that, down at League One level. And hmm. it, it's they they had a few new faces in their team and... It seems that they've kind of just signed the same type of player. Mm. Um, like the, bit, the, bit weird, I found that yeah. approach. I was expecting something a little bit more, a little bit, and I wouldn't say like progressive from them, but like they just kind of were a League One team. And, yeah, and, but they look and, like and a worse. Too dis- yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't want to sound too dismissive because the game they gave us in 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 April or May, you know, it's not not that long ago was. They were a lot better then. Yeah, well, we were incredibly lucky to get a point in that game. And yeah, they looked like obviously they were a goodly one side. And we were feeling pretty much the same league one side as mm. we did in that game. And we we just looked streets ahead of them. Yeah. I don't I don't know if that's the case of that when we're back in the when we're in the championship, like we've had this kind of attitude. It's like, well, this is where we should be at least where we should yeah. be. And I don't know if Rotherham are kind of the team is like, well, well, we're just happy to be here. And if we stay yeah. up, that'd be quite nice. Whereas, because we had this kind of, I mean, obviously very long-term goal of going back to the Premier League, maybe it's a kind of just the attitude of like, yeah, we should be swatting aside the teams that we played in League One because we're, we're going on better things. And you can, you can stay in the championship if you want, or you'll probably go down. But we we've got like ideas above this, yeah. So maybe this is a case of attitude, or like we did have a far better manager, like towards the end of last season and like the beginning of this season than I'd argue Rotherham did. Mm. And so you can see that what Alex Neil had been drilling into the players for the past few months. I mean, him leaving hasn't really changed this just yet. Obviously, Mowbray will come in and put his different slant on things. But that just looked like we just carried on from like every game we played this season. Like nothing seemed to change. And that was that was really, really impressive. Yeah, I think um I think that's a that's a good point. I think it looked like you, if you weren't looking at the touchline, you would have had no idea that the manager had changed and I think it was a very similar performance on Saturday against Norwich mm-hmm. we just without the goals and, and obviously you don't take the lead in the first half against Norwich Norwich are going to punish you whereas Rotherham you know they didn't look they didn't really threaten they had a, they had a shot on, on target in the first half of decency from Patterson but the second half was just nothing. so nah, absolutely nothing it was, we controlled the second half so incredibly well Richard, I think we could have had, and I think Paul Warren's come out today and said the margin of victory could have been greater. Um, he's a nice man, by the way, quite like him. Hmm. And uh, yeah, I think it, it possibly should have, but we we kind of just went into game management mode after after number three. Yeah, yeah, it was. It, we we didn't feel certainly in the second half didn't feel under any pressure at all. Um, it was just nice to see, just nice to be at a game where where there's. You know, it's it's comfortable. The, the the there's no jeopardy involved. It's not like oh god, we're going to concede three goals. You know, even like eighty five minutes, I thought 
this could go, this still could go hilariously wrong, but it's not going. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that would have been, yeah. But like, what, <laughs> really what you know, we've not, we've not won at home this season. And it's like, until last night. And it's like, something's going to, you know, the stadium's going to fall down or something. <laughs> the sinkhole's going to open up. <laughs> An old monkey mouth mine shaft opens up or something. <laughs> swallows yeah, everyone. Some bloke like, oh, sorry, mate. <laughs> I go back down I like a mole. This, I said this would happen. <laughs> <That's>, yeah. <laughs> the canary just going, where? <laughs> where is everybody like? <laughs> a canary's now in a bad place. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. No, I thought, um, I do. It was generally a, sort of an excellent performance all over the pitch. I, I, um, I think, obviously, Clark um, and Stewart. Getting the goals, fantastic. But I think um, Danny Bart's central centre half was was excellent last night, and he's just a well, he's just a championship, like just a sort of stale uh, Callum McFadden's turn of phrase. He's just a championship centre central defender, isn't he? Really? Yeah. Again, he's him all this season. He's been really solid at the back, and yeah, if we have like. Um, like another suitable partner for him. I mean, mm. that sounds a bit like blind date, but like, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a shame that Balaz got injured because now he has to do pretty much all the heavy lifting. But again, he's like, he needs those experienced heads in the team, especially now we're going down this route of buying very young players. Mm. So the, the likes of Bart and Evans playing to the standard that they have been since the uh, start of the season is really encouraging and uh yeah again just want it to you just want it to continue because it sets good standards within the club that these youngsters can um, look up to and kind of hopefully emulate i think um yeah i think like that, that is a, a good point in terms of the i mean the four signings we paraded on the pitch last night uh, were like born in 2003 uh, there's no like that we're very limited in terms of senior pros at the minute. And I think alongside Bart, obviously you've got Sergan who's grown and grown and grown into this role. But to be fair, Luke O'Nine, the last two games it's centre half, he he looks really assured there. He looks far better there than I know we've said this before. But he's just a defender for me. Yeah. Mm. Like it's what he is. I don't think he put a foot wrong last night. Although he was excellent last night. Admittedly, you know, it didn't they weren't massively stretched, but they just looked really assured, the three of them with everything they had to deal with. And mm-hmm. it's just, you know, if this can continue, then like brilliant, but we are still short. So <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah, especially considering like Rotherham like they have players like Connor Washington, like big battering rams up front, and they just didn't seem Wow, maybe one or two moments in the first half, they didn't seem flustered at all by by these by anything that Rotherham did. And you say circuit, he's been like, I think since about April time, he has been mm. like quietly one of our best players. And the improvement, like, well, since Lee Johnson tried to like just kill him, the. He's the been... views there of Tom Walsh of the Wise Men Say podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Shock Metaphor- as manager <laughs> tries to kill player. Metaphorically, <laughs> kill him by playing him literally every second because he refused to buy or was not given any form of cover for him. Um, but yeah, he's been he's been a revelation this season, and like alongside Bart and 09, that is a deep. That is an okay like centre-back trio but it's okay against teams like Rotherham because Mm. they're going to be down there at the end of this season when it comes against teams like like Norwich and then like obviously Middlesbrough aren't doing so well at the moment but they're going to provide a much much more difficult test than Rotherham have yeah that's a again a a, a very good point The, the last night's game was very pleasing and very impressive and I don't want to take anything away from the performance because it was, especially considering the turmoil that's gone on in the last week. Um, well, since we were last recorded, we've—I mean, everything has gone wildly wrong. Mm. 
Um, <laughs> and, and the uh, I don't want to take anything away from the like the lads last night. I thought they were brilliant. You know, the atmosphere was fantastic, and like walking out the ground at the end of the game, there was like a real buzz in the air. And I think it, it really helped that last night was a, a midweek game. Like the atmosphere, the, the, mm. it's getting dark early. It's, it's getting kind of dark early now. But um, nights are drawing in. And they are drawing in. <laughs> they, um, they really are. But, you sound great. You sound quite okay, Richard. You sound I'm quite fine, yeah. I'm fine. I'm good. Um, good. What was I saying? Yeah, it was, yeah, it was um, a really sort of pleasing game to be at. However, Rotherham were crap. So I think <laughs> we, um, we do, yeah. I think I don't want to get carried away. Um, I mean, I can't see us from this point not winning the league, but I don't want to, um, <laughs> I don't want to get carried away with it. Well, until, it, until we've done it, you know, four games in a row. And this is the thing. It's like the reaction to that, uh, to last night's win. Trust me, I was so happy with it. And it's like 3-0 against a comfortable game, but a comfortable comfortable game that actually feels like it means something. Yeah. That's, it's in the championship. Yeah. yeah. But like kind of the reaction to it is like, we are amazing and look at all these signings we've brought in. It's yeah. just like everything is going to be great forever now. I was just like, yeah. can we just like... What's your point? Just chill. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just chill. It's like, last night was great. Getting some new signings in are great. But we don't know if these signings are going to be fantastic or they're going to be not great. Well, I'd, love yes. them. I'd love them to be great, but... <laughs> We just, well, I just don't know. It's like <laughs> you've watched a few YouTube videos. We have we, no real idea. We obviously unveiled four of those new signs last mm. night, um, and I haven't written their names down. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> but you, you all know who they are now, yeah. surely. Uh, I, I missed the announcement as well, obviously. So yeah, it was David uh, David Moberg Carlson. Yeah, um, <laughs> Cabral, Cabral, <laughs> Charis Mavrias. Valentin yeah. Robert. Yes, so they will all Andre be on a Sulecka. night out. Well, they will all be having a night out, you would imagine, on the quayside with Vito Minone this evening, as they did oh, the last time they signed. From... <laughs> I'm still fascinated by that night out. That picture of... That was amazing. That. And it also, like, I want to I wonder know what language they all talked in. Yeah, how did that get arranged? Yeah, they'd have to speak, like, one common language since they're all, yeah. like, from all four corners of the globe. But... Yeah. Do you think they just all went and oh, and just happened to like oh, there's that. and just didn't say a word for the whole evening? They should have gone like the indie night at, at the uh, the cooperage. That would have been good. Yeah, they would have loved that. I'm sure they would have loved, they would have loved that. Um, Do you want to actually know what these players are called, or should we just ignore it? It's a, well, no, we should probably say what they're called. Otherwise, we'll get yeah. people tweeting in saying I don't know what I'm talking about. I don't want more people tweeting me. <laughs> if you want to. Tweet, just contact your nearest steward instead. Do that. Yeah. That's my new thing. Okay. So there's Edouard Michu from PSG. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Centre midfielder. Yeah. Um, Ahmed, uh, Ahmed from uh, Man United. Another yeah. right winger. And then we have, obviously, Jewison Bennett, as we uh, discussed last week from... Oh, I've already talked about him. So yeah, so that, yeah. that was fine. Waste of time, Herediano in Costa Rica. Yeah. And I knew I knew all of this anyway. It was just uh, Oh, what's the last one called? He's called Abdullah from Rahathra. Yeah, I know nothing about any of those players. Yeah. So um, I know that uh, Ahmad went to Rangers last season and made a decent impact though. So mm. there, that's it. He cost he cost Man United a lot of money. Yeah, he a lot of money ago. for him. They will um, do this, though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Man United aren't the greatest when it comes to signing players. Um, I know we yeah, have. We've been stung before, haven't we? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We've had another oh, Man United love. players. Yeah. yeah. No, Mark it Lynch. is obvi- right. It is. Yeah, yeah. It is obviously very exciting that we're signing these players. I, I know not. I can't even comment on them because I've never seen any of them play any games of football ever. Um, but yeah. there's obviously something about them that have obviously come highly rated from various various corners of the world and obviously Man United invested heavily in Ahmad and Michu from Paris Saint-Germain you know you, you're not playing for them if like at, at that age if you've gone on and about you so I think 
It is exciting, but as you say, I think we should just keep our feet on the ground a little bit. I think the, the because they're so young, then release them all immediately. <laughs> yeah, but I, I think because they're so young, it's gonna be have to be you're gonna have to be very patient with them. Yeah, because we saw it last season where players like Callum Doyle were hyped so mm. much, and it it's like they're not gonna come in. I mean, if they come in and they are like some of the best players we've ever seen, then it's a, an amazing transfer strategy. Yeah. And, you know, whoever, like, Christian Speakman is the genius that everyone keeps telling me. Um, but we're going to have to be very patient because they're going to take time to bed in. Tony Mowbray said this. Alex Neal said this before he left. And, yeah, I just... I mean, keep saying it. I just want, I just wanted a couple of players with a bit of experience that can just hit the ground running straight He's away. He's just upset because we haven't signed Joe Allen. <laughs> Someone mm-hmm. said that to me yesterday. I know they did, and, yeah. And, and it's like, he said, oh, we should just sign like Danny Graham or Joe Allen. It was like, well, maybe not Danny Graham, but Joe Allen. <laughs> <laughs> we should sign maybe, Charlie Adam. <laughs> maybe onto something. Well, we are linked with, we are linked with, um, Char- no, we're not linked with Charlie Adam. We are linked with Danny Rose um, <laughs> on Twitter at the moment, uh, who's just left Watford. Um, mm-hmm. Strange one. He doesn't seem to sort of like football very much, Danny Rose. So I think we're going to make sure that if we're going to try and get him, that he actually does, you know, still want to play football because he hasn't seen asked really for years. I mean, crap for Newcastle largely. Mm. Um, and he sort of just faded away and ended up with Watford. And I, well, from what I gather, has been largely atrocious for, for them. So, yeah, yeah, he did it. He did an interview a while ago saying he, he was kind of like falling out of love with football. So I'm, I'm not sure that's the, I mean, maybe he's had a bit of a rethink and wants to give it another go, but it's like, I don't know if that's really who you want to be pinning your... Uh, I'm not sure how it fits either, on. you know, with sort of how they're planning on, you know, running the, the club and the transfers they're bringing in. He's 32, he's a free agent. Like, it, it, I don't, you know, if you're going to bring experience in, fine, which is great, but... I think any experience seems to be, oh, you used to play for some of this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's like one of the criteria, isn't it? Yeah. Like if, if he is not young and not promising and doesn't have a resale value, has he played for Sunderland? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I, I quite like that, actually. Yeah. So well, we should sign Danny Graham then. Really. Imagine that. Rides again. One last dance. <laughs> What's the <laughs> first dance? Uh, well, this would be his third dance, wouldn't it? <laughs> well, He's still trying to get the first band in, I think, to be fair. <laughs> but, but uh, right, let's, uh, let's uh, move on from, well, I was going to say move on from Rotherham, but uh, who would you like to to bring in then in the next, what time does it close? 11? 11, uh, yeah. Apart, well, from, I mean, apart from Joe Allen? Apart from Joe Allen and apart from Danny Graham, who would you right. want to bring in, and or, or what positions or how many do you think we'll get? Richard, <laughs> I think um, not answering the question directly, but I think someone like Manoni is a good move because we do. I need agree. Cover. We yeah. do need cover, and, and just even even if you ignore the fact that he's a former Sunderland player, he can he can help improve mm. Anthony Patterson as well. I like um, Manone as well, to be fair. Yeah, I think I'd, yeah, yeah. I'm not against that signing as, at all. As long as he's not expecting to be like first choice. Oh, we should, yes, absolutely. should <laughs> definitely come in as first. We should really, if you're bringing him in, we should probably sell Patterson with immediate effect. It's just, uh, we do have a backup goalkeeper. <laughs> well, we do, but I don't think this, he's very good. <laughs> It's just like we we bought him. Right, okay, we need an immediate replacement. <laughs> He's played once <laughs> in a meaningless game. God. Right. <laughs> right. Uh yeah, so uh, Richard, you just talked about Vietnam and there. Yeah. yeah. So I think is that, um right, is that it? Or? I'm not well I'd like I'd like to see kind of a, a an experienced player coming in. You know, because we've got we've got Barton. Danny Rose. No, no, not in that. I need Joe someone, Allen. I still think we need someone in the, in the centre. To Danny to, Graham. 
to cover che- when 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 Pritchard's knackered. Um, yeah, Patrick Roberts though he did all right in that role last night. He did okay, around. yeah. But someone just a central midfielder really who can who can play in those roles. Mm. You know, he can cover cover for Evans when he goes off. Or he Bradley can, Johnson. Yeah, yeah, Robert Snodgrass, someone like that. Yeah. So yeah, you're I'm, saying I'm just that type of player, and also maybe five <laughs> years ago. But <laughs> so maybe a championship bastard, you say? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I think it's getting more and more unlikely that that's going to happen, uh, especially the, the way the kind of complexion of the sign signings that we've had so far this window that they're not going to be looking towards experience. Um, but maybe they should. Mm. Maybe they should, but they haven't got long left to do mm. so. I still think we'd need like an alternative option to Stuart and Sims. I'm not sure Where... if... Uh, I'm not too sure if Ahmad can play as like, uh, like a central striker. I I kind of think he... I thought he was like kind of a winger. Uh, but I would have liked to see a bit of cover up front and then the aforementioned championship bastard in the mould of uh, your man uh, Berg, who plays for Sheffield United. I mean, he's, he's just, got a club boot. Yeah, he's just leaving, but it's like... What? Nothing. Shut up or I'm going to cut you off. All right. I'm just going to mute you. Well, the thing is, it's like you you want to play like of that quality, but obviously they cost absolutely loads in this division. Yeah. So something like him, but cheaper, and in around like the 25, 26 year old mark, because then he's still like, he's still got time to kind of yeah. develop. You're not hit your peak just yet. Um, You're describing Joe Allen there, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Just admit it, you wanted to sign Joe Allen. I've already said. I've already said it once. I'm thinking going on about Joe Allen. It's all I've heard all day. We'll probably yeah, sign the wrong one. Yeah. Joe Allen. Again, like, Alan Joe, no, Joe. Joe Allen from like who played for Newcastle and Hartlepool like, in the 80s. <laughs> yeah, we should. 60 odd. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, maybe... here, he is. here he is, big bosser. <laughs> I, w- I would also like us to sign any form of fullback. Or wing back. Okay, let me rephrase that. (laughs) I like to, um, yeah, I'd like to sign a fullback that's still interested in football. Right. Right. Okay. Right. Well, 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 on the note of signing players that are interested in football, um, (laughs) we take a break. But obviously, we play Middlesbrough on Monday night, and this is a preview pod, and we've spent 30 minutes not previewing anything. So to preview it for us is uh, Dominic Shaw from Teesside Live. Uh, so we're going to hear from him and then go to a break, and we'll be back to talk about some other stuff, I guess. I'm Dom Shaw from the uh, Gazette and Teesside Live in Middlesbrough. Surprise, kind of conflicted really. Surprise at first, it, you know, it came out of the blue um, and, and it was kind of that initial shock. But but I feel like Mowbray's standing is, is so great on Teesside um, that if if anyone could get away with going to Mike Sunderland, um, then it'd be Tony Mowbray. And I think, you know, there might be younger fans who... who perhaps take it to heart a bit more but but the older fans or fans of a certain generation you know Mowbray could do with anything anything within reason obviously and and it, it won't impact their feelings towards him you know he's so well thought of um you, you don't have to go far in Middlesbrough uh, to bump into someone who will tell you that you know Tony Mowbray is their hero their idol uh, for what he did as a player um <clears throat> and as a manager and and, and, and just the way he is, you know, he's such a good bloke. He's so honest. You can't you can't dislike Tony Mowbray. You know, you won't find anyone in the game who who has a bad word to say about him. So so although there is the obvious conflicting kind of uh, emotions, I think I think the bottom line is, no matter whether it's Sunderland or not, the vast majority of Borough fans, certainly of, of, of you know of, of a generation, will want Tony Mowbray to do well wherever he is. 
he did a brilliant job um, on on what was a shoestring budget at the time. You know, he brought in Grant Ledbetter, who was you know what free free transfer, one of the best signings of the Riverside era. Uh, he signed George Friend, one of the best signs of the Riverside era. He did the hard work to bring in Danny Ayala. He brought players through like Ben Gibson. Um, and and when you look, and on the pitch, he came very close twice, you know, twice at Christmas. Borough were right in the mix um, and, and just fell away in the second half of the season, like like he did at Blackburn. Um, now, you know, whether, whether there's kind of a common trend there, I'm not sure, at Borough, it was a it was a thin squad he had, um, and I think ultimately that contributed to the fact that Borough just couldn't hold on for for, for the season. But I mean, he, he came within ninety minutes of taking Borough in the playoffs in his first full season um, when Borough went to Watford on the final day, needing a result. Um, and when you look at the squad that he did that with, really the team, they, they had no right to be in the mix. Um, and, and when you look at the success I Talker Anchor achieved, as you say, the, the, the foundations, the groundwork were undoubtedly laid by Mowbray. And and it's often said that, you know, if, if Mowbray had, had the money that Karanka had had, if Mowbray had kind of had the backing that that some managers have had, then he'd have undoubtedly taken Borough up. He, he was the right manager. He was the right manager at the right time for Borough because it's exactly what they needed at the time. But if, if he'd have come in at another time, he might have had the opportunity, more of an opportunity to take Borough up. Um, but I mean, the other thing, and, and you know, you'll have seen from the, and have heard from his quotes in his after the game last night, you know, I've read it, classic Mowbray. And you, you can't not fall for that, especially in this area of the world. He just gets it. Um, and, 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 and the fans will see that. And after Strachan, when Borough fans were probably as disengaged as they've ever been, Mowbray was exactly what Borough needed and, and you know, I speak for myself and I know a lot of other T-siders and saying kind of, you know, he put the pride back in the club and he, and he did a brilliant job um, and yeah, the, you, people only, Borough fans only look back on fondness with his time in charge. I mean, as I said, there'll be some, there'll be some, there'll be, a, there'll be mixed feelings from some fans but... <clears throat> Certainly, in my opinion, not enough to merit anything other than than a, than a very positive reception, um, because of because of how well liked he is, because of how popular he is, because I think of how much Borough fans know that he loves the club and the area. You know, even when he was in charge at Blackburn, he still lived in the area. When he left Blackburn, he talked about kind of his his pain at not being able to see his his kids grow up because of obviously he was away all the time, and that's why. You know, I, I think this Sunderland job's absolutely perfect for him. He, he can't stay away from the game. You know, he says at every opportunity that his love is football. It's it's kind of what, what he does and it's all he's known. Um, so he can't stay away from the game. This is the best of both worlds, really. He, he gets back in at a big club, a good job, and he's, what, half an hour down the road so he can live at home. So it, it's, you know, I can't say it's the perfect gig because obviously it's not for, for obvious reasons, but it's... It, it doesn't surprise me that, that Mowbray has, has taken that job. Performances haven't been bad other than the, the Reading game um, when Borough were really poor. But, the, but you know, I don't know whether you watched the Watford game, but they should never have lost that game, conceded late on. There's been a couple of other examples like that. Kind of game management, a bit of naivety. The worry is that that was something that Wilder... Uh, identified as, as having need having need to address in the summer and that's why he brought in players like Dara Lenahan, that bit of kind of um championship now type thing. But he you know that it's still a it's still a problem. But I don't think they're a million miles away. Um you know we're speaking now with a few hours left of the of the transfer deadline. Probably a couple of players short. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Um Mark losing Marcus Tavernier was was a big blow. Um, but they've brought 10 players in. It's obviously going to take time to gel. And, I, you know, you only have to look at Forest, who were bottom of the championship this time last year, to know that it, it's not won and lost in, in the first month of the season. Um, but equally, you know, you, 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 need, you need to turn performances into points and results, don't you? It's always 3-5, um, you know, since it, you'll have seen Wilders, Sheffield United, the, the overlapping centre-halves, um, the three the three defenders, and then Johnny Howson plays as the holding midfielder with, with two in front. And then the 1-1 is something that we've only seen this season, and it's, it's because of a lack of centre-forwards, really. Um, 
he, he brought in uh, the American uh, striker Matthew Hopp, but he kind of made it clear, Wilder made it clear that he's, he's more of a development signing, as he put it, and he hasn't featured yet, which leaves you with um, Tuber Akpom, uh, Rodrigo Muniz, Duncan Watmore and Marcus Force. Watmore has to be managed because of the obviously the knee issues. Tuber Akpom's out frustratingly after he came back um, and, and, and forced his way back into the fold. So so they've had a shortage of, of they've got a shortage of centre forwards, which is why Riley McGree, who's more of a of a left sided midfield player, has been playing as the number ten. I suspect that when when the squad's fully in place, it'll be much more of an orthodox kind of three five two with two centre forwards. That's what we saw last year. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if that was the case against Sunderland on on Monday. You know, two two orthodox strikers. And, and looking to get after Sunderland that bit more. But the, the, the kind of issue is you lose Marcus Tavernier out the midfield and there's so much energy and quality there that you've lost. You know, replacing him is, 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 a, is a big ask. I haven't watched loads of Sunderland this year, but what, from what I have seen, you know, they'll come and give it a good go. Uh, and and you, you would expect that not only are they going to be bang up for it, but confident as well. You know, I didn't see the Norwich game, but by all accounts, they deserved something from that. Then the Hammer Rotherham, um, on Tuesday or Wednesday night, Wednesday night, and you know I'm told that they were a cut above in the second half. There, uh, some exciting forward players. You know, looking at the defence, looks a little bit makeshift, uh, certainly on the flanks. Um, but I, but I think they'll come and give it a good go. And it feels like a big game for Borough because on the back of that, Swansea was the first win, and then you go to Watford and play well but don't get anything. Um, and the fans are by no means getting restless, but there, there is a little bit of concern at the start they've had. Um, so, so Sunderland kind of feels like a game that Borough really need to get after and, and to be honest, win. I'm going to go score draw because um, I think I think both te- I think it'll be a great game to watch. I think both teams will give it a good go. Um, Borough, Borough are better when teams kind of come at them and, and have a go themselves. I think it'll be a, a good watch. Uh, you know, we know Mowbray, We know how Mowbray likes his teams to play, get it down, and and it, and it's easy on the eye. But then obviously he's only had what four or five days in charge by the time Borough play there. Uh, sorry, Sunderland come to Borough. So I think it'll be a tight game. I think one one, hundred percent a derby. And I was delighted to see Mowbray label it as such on Wednesday night. Definitely a derby. For your small business, if you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Welcome back to the Wise Men Say podcast. Thanks to Dominic for that. Um, <clears throat> he talked about Tony Mowbray, and we haven't done that yet. So yeah. let's talk about Tony Mowbray. I I really like Tony. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know what you lads think. Um, <laughs> essentially, I got the news that Tony Mowbray was like taking over while I was just getting in from a stag do. So I was like, like in a like kind of like a haze i thought it was like a joke um but it's not a joke and from what he said so far and the kind of the profile of him his like personality he will fit in at sunland so well oh, oh yes. because he's like like the younger gener- like the younger fans get behind him because he looks like your dad or your granddad <laughs> and you the older fans just love him because he talks about the olden days. Yeah. He talks about yeah. 73 and that, and he's from the area. And like black, like Middlesbrough fans, as uh, Dominic was saying there, Middlesbrough fans still love him, and he's the only man who could ma- play for Borough for so long and then manage Sunderland and not be like booed or anything. Mm. And uh, as Gareth, uh, sorry, Stephen was talking to the Blackburn fan on uh, yesterday's pod, or whenever it came out, and they seem to have a quite a high opinion of him as well. So I think 
I think it's not a bad appointment, actually. I agree. I think it's yeah, a, a steady too. appointment. Um, Richard, uh, sorry for talking over you there. No, it's fine. going to bring you in, but, you know, you just did that anyway. So. That's fine. I, I'm, I'm, I'm really chuffed about it. Um, I, I said... Well, you've always been a big Tony Mowbray fan. Yeah, obviously a bit of context. Uh, when I was when I was a, a journalist of the sports variety, I used to used to um, cover Middlesbrough um, throughout Tony Mowbray's reign down at, down at Riverside. So so I kind of saw firsthand what what kind of a what kind of a person he is, um, what kind of a manager he is as well. And I think and I said this before in the short to medium term, I think it's a really good move for us. Um, he will slot in and he'll work with, with the existing he'll work with the existing coaches as you mentioned last night. He's not gonna yes, bring in like Mike um, hundred coaches. He's gonna work Mike. with Ma- Mike Proctor and Mike Dodds. That was pretty funny to be fair. That's great, yeah. He's yeah. gonna work with Mike and Mike and um and the goalkeeper coach as well, whose name escapes us. Um, might be uh, a Mike Wingham, I think. Uh, yeah, I think it might be, yeah. Uh, yeah, Tommy Sorensen. So we regret um, to announce that Tommy Sorensen has been dismissed. <laughs> well, thing where we're talking about goalkeepers again. Yeah, we need to stop talking about goalkeepers. Yeah. I don't like but goalkeepers. He will. He will just. He'll, he's a kind of ready-made, and that the fact that the club have moved so quick to appoint him as well. That's that. You know, that's credit. To be fair, it's credit to, to the club. For, yeah, for no, it is. Quickly after you know what we experienced last season with so. That, that kind of two three week inertia. Well, it's, it, um, it's interesting, really, because we we they've acted really quickly this time when the decision wasn't taken by them, and then having taken the decision upon themselves to sack Lee Johnson themselves that season. <laughs> 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 oh, now we need a manager, right? Well, yes. At do. least this at least this time round, they know that Roy Keane's not going to say yes. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so we don't and good because one. Roy Keane's a terrible manager. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, do you want to? Right. Uh, I'm very chuffed with Tony. I think he's a nice man. And I think I've read bits from what we did at Blackburn, and he was well trusted with young players from from likes of Klopp. And I think he got I had a couple from Chelsea. And obviously, he, uh, he, did, he got them promoted from League One, finished. Eighth last season, which would just be fantastic mm. if we could do that. Um, so yeah, um, I think it's I think it's very good and very it, nice. It's a good point there on the uh, the young players because you could see him as this kind of manager that will put his arm around the younger players yeah. when they go through bad spells, and I feel he will be like a quite like a positive, like encouraging, mm. like manager mm-hmm. in that regard. Yeah. Whereas I mean, I like, I really liked Alex Neal, but I think because he, I think in his mindset, he wants to get promoted to the Premier League again, and yeah. maybe we're not on this kind of trajectory just yet. So we've got this kind of like, let's see what we can, let's see how we can nurture these young players. And a manager yeah. like Tony Mowbray <laughs> has the kind of profile and character that I think might be quite good for these these youngsters. A lot of the stuff we heard about about Neil. From from other clubs was that that he wasn't too trusting of of the younger players, which is mm. it's a huge disconnect between what we're trying to do, especially especially this window. And mm-hmm. you know, you go to go from someone like that to someone like Tony Mowbray, who will, as as Tom says, will put an arm around them and he'll 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 trust the youngsters to to go out and and he'll kind of build them up and say you can go out and do this. But also, he manages them. He manages them really well. He did that in Middlesbrough with them. With Ben Gibson, I think he was he was nineteen when he broke through to the the Borough first team, and he's mm. you know he's played in the Premier League since, and he's, he's you know he's doing okay for Norwich now. So he 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 would give them a run in the team, but then he'd say, right, I'm taking you out of the team for a bit just because things aren't going so great, and he's he's not he's not going to. That's run important, them into the but yeah, yeah, that's, yeah and he manages really them really well because he knows that, especially with younger players, that they're not going to be cons- the, the consistency isn't there, and that you know the game. Nous and management game management is, isn't always always there, and he doesn't. The last thing you want is the fans to turn on on a young player. Um, mm. So he will kind of manage them well. So so and he, and he, I think one of the quotes he came out with uh, after the game on 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 Wednesday was that um, the younger players that we've signed, as promising as they are, I don't think I don't think he he's earmarking them to be starting in the team. 
Yeah, that he wants they, to bring them in when when the technicality, you no, know, when the um, physicality's gone out of the game. So I, yeah. I, he wants to kind of stretch the game, so bring them on on 60, 70 minutes, and give them a run out when mm. when when it's when it's right. Um, we never saw that from. I'm not, I'm not being revisionist here. We just didn't see that with Neil. A lot of the time this season, there were opportunities for the for the for the bench to to be brought on, like the, for the bench to be brought on, for for the players to be brought Carrying off the bench. Could have done it, but he he wouldn't he wouldn't do it because I don't know if he trusted the, the younger players that he had on at his disposal. But that's yeah. why that's what I'm saying again about how the fans need to, like as fans we need to be very patient with these yeah. these youngsters. Yes, we have got uh, a lad from PSG, but. I mean, I'd be amazed if he's like thrown in straight away, like away at Middlesbrough. There you go, lad. Get on, get on with it. Like I think, like Mowbray's going to be quite, like quite, quite careful with these players. And yeah. like I know there will, there will be a clamor for us to see them, but we will have to be a little bit patient. And again, it's like, I mean, it sounded like I'm repeating myself, but this is what I would have preferred: just a, a bit more of a blend of youth and experience when it comes to our signings. Absolutely. I agree with you. Now, right. So uh, we've heard, well, we haven't heard from Tony Mowbray, but we've, uh, we've talked about Tony Mowbray. We're going to hear now from another Mowbray. We're going to hear from Lewis Mowbray from If You Care Share Foundation. They're a local mental health charity and they're running initiatives, including prior to the Middlesbrough versus Sunderland game on Monday night. Um, Gareth, our dad, Gareth Barker, caught up with him. Um, so he's going to explain um, what they're doing before um, this weekend's game. So we're now joined by Lewis Morbury from the If You Care Share Foundation. Um, Lewis got in touch with us a little while ago, just inform us about some of the stuff that they've got going on at the moment. Um, so we thought I'd have a little chat with Lewis and Egan inform us all um how are you doing lewis you're all right yes i'm good thank you great to be on the podcast so if you just want to tell us a little about a little bit about what if you care share is um firstly and maybe the links to sort of sunderland football club that you have um yourself through the through the charity absolutely so um we are a suicide prevention and bereavement support charity based out of chesley street um we was set up in in memory of Daniel O'Hare, who um, took his own life back in 2005. Um, and from then, um, his brother Matthew and, and their family set up the charity, If You Care Share. And we became a, an official charity back in 2011. Um, in terms of working with, with Sunderland, we've done workshops um, with a lot of the academy players for over, over 12 seasons now, um, with the likes of Pickford in, in that time coming through. Um, and actually, in, in the aftermath of, of Dan's suicide, um, one of the ways that, that Matthew, his, his brother Ben and um, cousin Sarah had wanted to, to raise funds was creating wristbands. Um, so they'd actually went round a lot of the football clubs and raised £50,000 for Samaritans. But the first ever wristband that they sold was actually sold to Gary Bennett. Okay. Um, so, you know, we've done a lot um, in, terms, in, in terms of working with, with the football club um, Dan's best best mate at school was Grant Ledbetter, and um, so the ties between Sunderland and, and the charity are, are very strong. And see, obviously, at the moment you're not in a, a in, at a desk or something like that. You're sitting in a van. Could you want to tell us a little about why why we're, why we're doing this while, while he's sitting there? Yeah. So, um, so Matthew, the, the founder, um, Dan's brother, is currently running from our offices in Chesley Street to Ten Downing Street. Um, so it's a total of 289 miles um, over 11 days. We're currently on day five. I'm in the support van waiting for him to, to catch up with me. Um, and the reason for that is within the levelling up agenda, there's actually no mention of suicide prevention, um, despite the northeast and the northwest having the highest rates of suicide. Um, so upon his arrival in 10 down the street, he'll actually be delivering a letter um, okay. signed by ourselves and a, no- a number of other charities um, kind of urging the new prime minister, whoever it may be, um, to, to you know to prioritise this within the levelling up agenda. And you've got some initiatives kicking off um, in the next week or so, haven't you? Absolutely, yeah. So it's, it's a very busy time for us. So on, on the 10th of September, it's actually World Suicide Prevention Day. 
Um, and we, we have a campaign called Inside Out. And this is something we'd really like everyone to get involved with, um, whether you're at, at work or at home or even just going to a couple of the matches. Um, so what it is, is we ask people um, to wear an item of clothing inside out on the day of the 10th or in the week leading up to the 10th. Um, and this is really to symbolise kind of getting what is on the inside out, talking about um, your mental health and really starting a conversation. Um, we're hoping that on the on the the night of the fifth, which is the Sunderland versus Borough game, and um, the players will be war- warming up in our Inside Out T-shirts as well. So we're looking forward to seeing that um, on the telly. If people want to get involved, um, you know, at work or you know, you know, Saturday Sunday football things like that. If anyone wants to get involved, we're going to find the information to do that and and sort of you know get the literature set that they need to to get involved. Yeah, so if they head over to any of our socials, so on Twitter, Instagram, we are just at if you care share. Um, it's the letter U rather than the word U. Um, again, the same on Facebook. There's plenty of information over on there, and um, there's links where they can request stickers. Um, if they, you know, if they're at work and they can't necessarily wear the clothing inside out, they can. There's a stickers we can send out. Okay. Um, and there's also limited edition T-shirts which are for sale as well. Um, so of course, any 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 T-shirts that we sell, all of the profits go back into helping us prevent suicide. Brilliant. Well, thank you very much for your time, Lewis. Um, and I'm sure that, you know, the work you do, you know, like you say, you know, if 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 if, if the government are going to support people, you know, after such a difficult time that people have had to lock down and obviously distress on people's mental health, um, you know, it's great to see organizing, organizations like yourself sort of, you know, backing people up and, you know, great initiatives like the initiative that we'll hopefully be seeing um, before the Sunderland and Middlesbrough game on Monday night. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I'll just I'll just drop in as well. If anyone would like to support Matthew's run, um, there is a fundraiser that we've got on at the moment, which is and the link to it's across our socials, but the link to that is bit.ly forward slash Matthew's run. So just drop that one in there. Lovely. Cheers, Lewis. Thanks for your time. Thank you. Cheers. Bye bye. <laughs> Thanks very much there to Lewis and to Gareth. Now, we did a tweet earlier asking for a couple of questions, didn't we, Tom? And I made some terrible mistakes in the grammar. (laughs) Um, (laughs) There's a few here. Um, If you win this, uh, you win a magazine with Alex Neal's face on it, signed by me and Tom and Tony Mulberry. Yeah. Tony Mowbray may not be included. So, Richard, as, a, as this week's guest, you um, you get to choose the question of the week at the end of these. Right. Okay. Right. So, actually, winner of last week's question uh, of the week, Rebecca, has asked, how many Tony Mowbray face masks can I physically buy before a company will start and ask questions? <laughs> <laughs> it all depends on your company, but... I mean, yeah. well, Matt, have you any experience of, of making any outlandish orders for companies <laughs> that you might have worked for? No. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to talk about that, I don't think. Um, I don't work for them anymore. Um, can you answer the question, Richard, please? Uh, Stop well, picking it, apart, it is, will you? I would, I would say 10,000. 10,000 as face masks. As, as long as oh, they're invoiced as something completely different, like uh, no, no, they have to be invoiced. No, no, they have to Tony be invoiced Mowbray. as Tony Mowbray yeah. face masks. That's the <laughs> that is literally the question. Like if you're covering it up, then I think that says a lot about you. <laughs> <laughs> You'd have to. I think I think a thousand because a thousand you could obviously with it being Tony Mowbray, you could go like we're going to an away like last away game of the yeah. season. That's the ma- if you're starting to get ten and twenty thousand Tony Mowbray face masks, then I just think the company's going to go. Why? Yeah. Also, it'd be like if you were Tony Mowbray and you just saw twenty thousand of your own face. <laughs> how terrifying would that be? Yeah. I think it's actually more normal to order a thousand of them than like eight. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Because like, why do you what are you using eight? Oh well, me and my mates are just trying. What? 
I only Why? know eight people. Yeah, yeah, I just know. We're doing a stag do dressed as uh, Tony Mowbray. <laughs> it, it's, it has been done before. Yes, I know. I know. I've seen that. I think this is this must be where the, the question yeah. is, this came West, from. But West I'm saying thousands. Anyway. West Brom fans had to wear lifelike masks of Tony Mowbray at the club's final Premier League match this season. 1,800 masks. Right, well, I'm saying that that's, yeah. I, yeah, I, I'm not dismissing that as ridiculous. The masks will create a unique sight never before seen at a football match anywhere <laughs> in the world. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, yeah. people that look like Tony Mowbray, yeah. Mowbray admits he is surprised but honoured by the gesture. Masks of me, <laughs> that will be scary, he said. <laughs> I absolutely love Tony Mowbray. Mm. Uh, right, I'm saying, right, well, that's the question answered then. Um, Carl Bridgewood has uh, asked, when, <laughs> when is the weekly magazine collection to build a Tony Mowbray being released? Collector Bill Tony Mowbray. <laughs> is, I don't think, that, really think we can answer that. I just want would to that include it. a mask? Yeah, I think it has to include the mask. You missed it. It's a last issue and you miss it. You've just built this man. <laughs> oh. Just this terrifying, <laughs> faceless man. It's, it's Tony Mowbray. It's like Whistler's mother. He's got a cartoon face. Yeah. <laughs> um, who asked this question? It was... Connor asked, how many Werther's originals do you think Tony Mowbray can fit in his mouth? I, I think that Tony Mowbray is the kind of man that doesn't need to impress people by shoving loads in his mouth. And he would also warn his grandchildren from doing so. <laughs> because yeah. he says, don't waste them all, you know, don't waste them all at once. Just savour it. It's a nice, it's a nice sweet. <laughs> actually like, get annoyed with them if they yeah. start and waste them. If you only have the one, you'll get another one later. That kind of thing. <laughs> I can get them. We can definitely pull out a 20 pence piece out of uh, uh, his nephew's ear. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How many 20 pence pieces could he pull out of his neck? Infinite. <laughs> um, uh, well, I had a few flagged here. I can't find the other ones. I'm not asking that. Um, has Mowbray still got an old fa- Well, actually, these two are quite similar. Do you think Tony Mowbray only uses a landline? Um, who's asked that one? I can't remember, but you'll know. Um, and has Mowbray got... Um, an old-fashioned address book, like my retro one. I think the answer to those is is yes to both of them. Yeah, and they both sit next to each other. Oh, abso- yes. Absolutely. I mean, 100%. Yeah, yeah. and he's really quite annoyed. Do you, if, reckon, uh, do you reckon he has, like, cordless? Because I reckon he'd be cordless. He'd yeah. Still, he'd still have yeah. the landline, but, you, you have, know, he's mm, modern. You yeah. have the cordless, but not the ones that we know it now. So the ones that your, your nana would have that were like would whistle whenever whenever <laughs> she walked into the kitchen, <laughs> when she walked through the door. Like. Yeah, I think that's answered that pretty well. Um, I presume this one's aimed at me. Someone's asked me if it's uh, Craig J. Has asked if it's ever acceptable to wear a brightly coloured beanie to a football match. Well, then, so that's yes. Um, I'm wearing it now. Um, right, I think I did find one more, but I can't find it. So I'm just going to ask this one that's been asked by Gary Foster, and it says, would you rather go to the pub or to Big Tones, presumably he used to call him that in his journal days, for an exceptionally well-made pie? Cool. The, is he saying the pub with Big Tone? Or? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Lights See, have gone off. I look like I'm on panorama now. <laughs> I I think it'd be good to go to the pub with him for a pie. Yeah, or I agree like with a nice, like you know, like pub pub grub style, like steak pie. Yeah, I agree with that because then you, you just stay in the pub as well, mm. and he would t- love that. Well, yeah, four, four pints for me. I think you'd have. He'd tell like just great stories. As oh well. yeah. yeah, but he would have four pints. Four pints. Mm. Every night. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. That's it for me. I'd rather go to the pub with him, you know. Richard? Oh, like, Did I, you ever I go have, to the pub with Tony Moore? I went, I've been at an awards do with him. When I, I oh, shared, was I it shared in a, a pub? Table. 
Did you was, share a pie? It was in a country country hotel. Oh. What what food was there? Well, your standard your standard caterers, you know, chicken, mm. chicken wrapped with bacon. Oh no, nice. he would hate that though. Yeah, I'm 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 not too sure if Tony Mowbray drinks. Oh well, this is disappointing. I don't want to know about that. I think he might be a non-drinker. Well, if you can, I'll leave that with you, and you can find out that one. Um, because <laughs> because we've uh, used so I many think... jokes already. <laughs> <laughs> Shattered yeah, my he's, delusions he's, of this fantastic man. Oh, he's, oh, okay. <laughs> well, he would I never. Buy the... Right, I we're never recording it again. For alcohol, and <laughs> I don't like the sensation of being out of control. I have sip, sipped champagne at the wife's birthday. Oh, yes. oh lovely. Well, that's, that's about it. So, well, I'd have to go with his house then. He would, uh, yes, but he wouldn't mind buying you a pint. <laughs> oh, yeah. And he said, yeah. We, yeah. we could yeah. be in a pub and you've had five pints and I've had a J2O and I'd be as genial or jovial as you. <laughs> then I can drive oh. home and you have to get a taxi. Oh, so he's not giving you a lift? Oh, so he's not giving you a lift. <laughs> so long. <laughs> Oh, you left that, six, it, six miles away, do you? Oh, yeah, it's that way as well. Yeah, see you later, mate. That's even better than like if he was just, if he was a drinker. Yeah. yeah, it is somehow, isn't it? Yeah. That's good because it means we don't have to redo the pod and change our opinions nah. based on him not getting steaming with us. It just he just comes across as just a really nice man. I love him. I really love him. Um, well, hopefully we still love him on Monday time because we need to do our predictions before yes. we go. Um, how are we doing? Uh well, ah, we were both one goal away from a perfect score. No, last on uh, against Rotherham, I had three one. You had two nil. So, um, so yeah. we are still, unfortunately, thanks to David Priest, uh, Priest, Priest, blown us out of the water. I get free Stoke prediction. Uh, we both on four, and the guests have five. Well, so, still tight at the top. It is. It is well, so we let the guest go. Oh, actually, Richard, what was question of the week? Question of the week. Um, I don't know. Right. You're not <laughs> even listening, are you? I, w- I was listening, I just I've forgotten. You've answered um, them. I know. Right, I'm going to give question of the week right. to uh, the ma- uh, Connor who asked how many words originals he could fit in his mouth. <laughs> yeah, that's good. So, uh, Richard, you're sacked. <laughs> no, uh, that's fair enough. <clears throat> If you're listening, what do you think the score is going to be on Monday? <laughs> right. <laughs> that I did Smash that your face. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'll break Complete your legs. loser. I will break your legs. <laughs> Just um, give me a score prediction. Give Tom a score prediction. Yeah. I'm going to go with a late 2-1 victory for Sunderland. Breaking oh, Borough right. hearts and ensuring mm. that Tony Mowbray's legacy is completely shattered. <laughs> Yeah. That would be good. I'm still. Uh, I think we'll. Uh, I think we'll win three two. Oh. Um. Four. I think we'll lose. Think oh we'll lose. no. I know, but we can't keep going through this this whole season just having the exact same results. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I, I think. I think I've got a reverse. I think two one because I think Middlesbrough Middlesbrough have to win eventually. I think they're uh, probably better than the yeah yeah the better yeah. than the league position um, suggests. Uh, I think it'll be a really tight game and it could it really could go either way really. Uh, but I'll go yeah I'll go two one to Borough. Unfortunately, an unhappy return for Tony um, Mowbray. Very disappointing, really. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm going to Middlesbrough, so I'll All be right. back with a uh, reaction podcast on Monday um, after the game because we'll probably be kept in for a bit. Yeah, um, enjoy being walked from place places uh, to places. By- well, there's nowhere to walk because the state the trains are there's no trains after, so I don't know where they're going. Unless they're going to walk people to their cars individually. Yeah. In a big group around Middlesbrough. <laughs> Just keep dropping people off on the way. Yeah, where do you park, mate? Like when you get picked up for like this the, is the Jet 2 coach when you land. <laughs> oh, dear. This is me, lads. There's no trains. Well, the, I... the last train is like 20 past nine. I didn't, why do they yeah. do stuff like this? Because they're idiots. 
Um, so, yeah. Um, right. But I will, yeah, so I'll be back with a pod on Monday. That should be out on Monday night if someone can edit it and release it. Um, I am, however, not here next week um, because I'm going on holiday. So mm. Tom's going to have to do it. So Yeah. You lucky people. Yeah, so make sure you listen to that one. Um, I'm not sure when Gareth and Stephen will be back due to Monday's game. So um, just text Gareth on zero seven. That'd be great that if he just read out his entire phone number and he didn't really listen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just getting loads of texts from you. Yeah. Um, yeah, 17 missed calls, Gareth Barker. Um, <laughs> hey, um, yeah, make sure you uh, oh dear, I'll, I will record a bit and drop it in while I'm away. Um, and I'll, you'll, I'm sure you'll be seeing lots from me on Twitter, um, about contacting stewards and stuff because I'm a massive loser, mm. right? <laughs> right, thanks, Richard, for joining us. Um, even though you weren't listening. And um, thank you all very much for actually listening. (laughs) 